Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Just Be. I am the ever-loving John Emilio. <laughs> ever-loving. <laughs> That's great. And I am Henry Beltra. Uh, where is... Uh, where's Tony Montana? Where'd where's Tony Montana? <laughs> Where'd he go? <laughs> Tony Montana has left the building. Yeah, he, he had to go. He, he left had, the building. He had a drug deal to attend to. <laughs> you know how it is being a kingpin. Oh... Uh, Okay, um, so we're going to, uh, right before we do our guided meditation now, we're going to try to speak a little bit more about mindfulness today and... Whoa, that's and, strange. And presence. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new topic. The new to- we're we're, we're going to try this out. But kind of how, maybe different, I know we've talked about meditation, but uh, like we use the word presence and be and, and practice mindfulness. Um, so maybe we'll try to get into that and give try to give some examples of things you could do during the day to kind of practice that um, and uh, kind of see where it goes from there. So before we get to uh, to anything, let's um, let's do our, our guided meditation. So if you are seated, um, as always, try to correct your posture, get comfortable, and start by taking a few deep breaths, um, as we always do. If you could do a two-second on the inhale, hold it for a couple seconds, and a couple seconds on the exhale. So let's just start with that. And remember, as we're taking these breaths, anything that comes up, just keep watching those thoughts and emotions or feelings, body feelings in the body. If how you're seated, if you feel the the chair on your back or in your bottom of your legs or the way your hands are leaning on your lap just bring your attention to that notice it noticing is key here that is what when we say the word watcher that's what we mean we notice it so notice those those sensations notice that inhale that hold and that exhale and you might start to feel something behind it. Might start to sense something as you're noticing. Something that's quiet. Something that doesn't have a name or a face. But a sense of calmness that's just sitting behind it as you're watching yourself breathe or focusing on different body parts. Let's take a couple of more deep breaths. In. Hold it for a couple of seconds. And exhale. One more. Slowly open your eyes and bring your focus and your attention back to what you see, noticing what's around you. I notice you. I notice you. I always notice you. Always notice you. You complete me. You complete me. <laughs> Jerry Maguire. What, no, was that Jerry? I think yeah, so. Jerry Maguire. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh... We'll do another podcast on uh, on movies. That'll be our second podcast if this becomes an epic fail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably get canceled for that too. <laughs> God. Yeah, back, uh, remember back in the day when we used to talk, when we first, you know, started talking about our our, our mental woes. Our mental woes. Right? That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, and I and I told you, I said, John, you know, sometimes I just look at myself and I say, I got to look at myself from from a helicopter view, mm-hmm. right? If you're looking from above, yeah, yeah, you're that. watching yourself. It's not you. You're watching this person that looks like you. So. Wouldn't you want it to act differently? And wouldn't, let's say, don't you realize you're just like one of a gazillion, you know? Just watch yourself. Not exactly be. Watch yourself. Don't be the one in the flames. Just go up there and watch and look down and you're like, oh, okay, you know, he's not in the flame, you know. And that that's kind of where I never, ever knew about this thing called, you know, ACT awareness, you know, mindful. I, 
that you know existed up until a few months well, I mean, ago. Uh, yeah, well, ACT is a form of therapy, but it's basically, and we've said this before, but I don't know if we've ever really explained what ACT is. I know we've said it 13 episodes in. We've said it a lot. I don't know if we've ever really explained what ACT is. I don't think is. so, no. Uh, so uh, acceptance commitment therapy is a form of therapy, which is, I'm going to say from my workings with it, is based on a scientific model of what mindfulness or Eastern spirituality, mindfulness really is. They use words like, uh, and I actually speak about this in the book too, they use words like um, expansion, um, values, um, uh, what's the other word? Um, dif- uh, diffusion, right? Diffusing to, to help you uh, kind of relate to how the mind works and who this essence is that kind of sees all this happen. So we were saying, I don't know if we said it in the last episode or between episodes, we were talking about expansion and how the we, mind... Yep, we did mention it and we talked about it before the episode. And before, yeah. like, like, when the mind's this expansive, right, uh, thing of where just thoughts come in and out, there's no delete button. A never-ending hard drive. It's, it's a never-ending never hard drive, so to speak, and you have this expansion. And ACT kind of, ACT is a form of therapy where they they teach you to be mindful and to watch your kind of learn how to watch your mind work, right? And live your life by your values, not by your emotions, um, which is like the way I live my life and what we, we talk about a lot. So when we say act, it's a form of therapy. I mean, you, you could look it up. There are workbooks that you could probably do even on your own because it's not like, you know, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy where it's kind of a one-on-one with a therapist. There's something, even though you do it in therapy, it's something that there are workbooks and books you could read about it on your own. Happiness Trap by Dr. Russ Harris is a great book about it um, on ACT. One of my favorite books on ACT. Um, so if anybody ever like wants to know more about it, A, you could reach out. But Acceptance Commitment Therapy, like every human being, everybody in the planet, like they should have a course on this in school. Yeah. Like they should have a, a, a course for kids in the third and fourth grade should be on ACT. On Acceptance Commitment Therapy, and it'll teach them like just how to relate to their minds completely different. Um that might be bad for the government, but <laughs> yeah, well, we wouldn't get a, a lot of uh, awakened, not woke, awake, yeah. a lot of awakened individuals. Yes, then. sir. So, um, so like you were saying about the helicopter view, and we were talking about the what between shows, we were talking about like who the watcher is and yeah. how does it work, and uh, I, I mean, it's a very, and we were saying like it gets like you use the word heady like it could be a very heady conversation when I try to describe this essence behind yourself watching. So when yourself if you're watching yourself, think about something. Like I will tell you, Henry, think of a pink elephant. Think. I want you to picture a pink elephant. You're seeing a pink elephant, mm-hmm. right? You're seeing. It. Yeah. You're noticing that it's there, but something's actually allowing you to notice that pink elephant and that it's there. But once you see that pink elephant and a thought comes in and goes, pink elephant, now you're no longer watching. It's the mind that's re-engaged again. So if I say, okay, well, think of something else. Uh, Think of a red balloon. Picture a red balloon. So Mm -hmm. you picture a red balloon. If you're seeing it and there's no thought and no description around it, that's the watcher. It's actually noticing it. Once the word red balloon pops up again in your mind, which it's going to because our mind's only going to look at something for long enough and go, uh, black cup. Once black cup comes up, because I was looking at my thermos, I said that. Once the black cup comes up, that's the mind now. I don't want to say hijacking the watcher, but kind of coming to the forefront again. It's like, oh, okay, this is what we see, John. This is what's in front of us, John. So when we say the watcher, yes, it's it's you kind of want to notice it and maybe a label does come up, but it's allowing that label to float by and not attach to it. I'm going to ask, can I ask you a stupid question? No, in other words, no, in other words um, no stupid questions. let's call it a, a kindergarten class question. Yes. Uh, our mind is a hyperactive, uh, little, little kid. Ah, uh, wanting to, wanting to get to the front of the line. Yes. The watcher is a wise old sage who sits in the chair and doesn't, that's a great analogy. Doesn't want to yeah. jump to the front. He doesn't have a hyperactive. Uh, he's he's a wise old sage sitting on a chair watching the hyperactive little kindergartner uh, do his thing. Yes, that's a great analogy. Yeah. 
when, when you become the watcher of your mind, there's a sense of peace and calm that's there. So you, you can't, it's something that you can't describe. And this is why it becomes a very, like we said before, heady or very deep conversation. Not even the best spiritual teachers could describe it without using certain words that are going to be just repetitive and repetitive because there's no name for it that does it justice. There's no word to describe it that doesn't bring the mind back in. It's just a sense or a feeling of calm and peace behind the thought that you're having that cannot be described, cannot be labeled, has no face, has no voice. Once you hear a voice again, that's the mind coming back in. The mind is not coming back in and said, oh, thinking of this, thinking of that. So like in times of anxiety, when I would sit with something and try to re-engage, I feel that sense of calm and peace behind the anxious feelings. And that's where I kind of anchor in it. I still notice everything that's happening, just not engaging in it. The mind's going to want to engage in it. And if it does, I just kind of come back to this feeling behind it. This, it's the same feeling that it's, it's the same energy or, or, or intel, higher intelligence that allows you to breathe on your own. Right? Mm-hmm. We're having this conversation between episodes. Like people who experience anxiety sometimes have this kind of, sometimes they'll get this conscious, they'll get in the way of their own breathing. They'll, tr- they'll try to breathe, right? I spent my early 20s this yeah. way. Yeah, and I believe me, I spent many days doing this too. With, they're trying to breathe or they become so conscious of their breath. They're like, oh, they start to hyperventilate and that's, you know, anxiety is going to attach to that. Now I can't breathe. I feel like I and can't breathe. And one thing leads to the other. And one thing leads to the other. <laughs> Heart's racing out of my yes. chest. Yes. So I will always tell people, I go, if you experience that feeling, do me a favor. And if you're listening, try this. Pick something in front of you. I, I'm going to pick my, 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 there's a column in front of me. I'm going to stare at this column in front of me. I'm not going to label it. I'm not going to name it. I'm not going to try to say what color it is. I'm just going to notice this thing in front of me. So pick an object. As you're looking at this object, I'm going to do it while I'm talking, right? But as you're looking at this object, focusing on this object, you're going to catch yourself breathing on your own all of a sudden. Like you're not trying to take a breath, but all of a sudden you feel an inhale on its own. You didn't try to inhale that breath. You didn't um, have some (coughs) sort of a, you didn't try to, you didn't control your lungs to try to take that breath in. Happened on its own. And then it exhales on its own. So imagine sitting for, for, for a couple of minutes and allowing that to just constantly happen. That's, that's a great meditational skill. Focus on something and just watch yourself as you breathe. And if you feel like you're starting to consciously get too much aware of your breath, it means your focus is now shifted to your breathing and you're starting to want to take control of it. Go back to what you're staring at. And you notice that whatever is allowing you to breathe in the background is... So keep the story out. Those, you're not those... trying to keep the story out. You can't keep the story out. You're just not focusing on the story when it that's comes it. up. And, what, and, and the one that, the thing, that essence that's focusing on what you want to focus on is presence, is that, that higher intelligence that, we kind of, that I kind of speak about or I was taught about and I've kind of worked on that works on its own without you. Your, when your mind comes back into it and starts creating a story, that's, that's the thinking mind. The egoic mind has now come back in and now it's starting to create a, oh, it's a white column. Oh, it's made out of stone. No, mm. it's pretty or it's sharp or it's edgy. That's my mind. I think I'm being present while I'm doing that because I'm watching it, but I'm actually thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And, and it's, it's that, and that's why it's comes, it becomes really hard to explain that part. You kind of, that part kind of happens on its own. You can't, you can't teach somebody that part. You can teach somebody the portals to get to that part. But if you've felt it, and then I hear you describe it, be like, I know. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yes. But, then, so, so, but be careful, because that's the mind saying, oh, I know, I know. So now, even though the mind knows what it is, the mind still can't explain it. Right. But you could feel it, and that's where you leave it then. That's where, that's where it kind of starts and ends that. You feel that presence and that calmness that even in the darkest of days, no matter what's going on in your life, your family struggles, whatever the struggle might be that you have to deal with, the real-life situation, there's something behind there that says it's greater than whatever's happening in your life. Because the mental attachment to the situation is where it becomes a problem, it becomes a story, this dramatic event, to where behind it, that's happening, and I'm just 
here with it as it's happening, right? So, I mean, obviously, yeah, the thinking mind needs to come in then to solve an issue, to work on an issue, to do something. Absolutely, 110%. But you get to choose when that tool gets used maybe, and not <clears throat> when the tool uses you. Yeah, maybe that's what is referred to as a base reality. Uh, and then, and then it's it's the yeah, filters. You change the, you it's could... the filters that we put on that base reality that determines whether or not we're going to obsess about something. Determines whether or not we're going to be anxious about something. Determines whether or not we're happy about something. We're sad about something. Yeah, I like I like base reality. It's a nice uh, right. That's Scott Adams. Scott Adams. <laughs> well, well, I'm getting to learn him. Scott Adams. <laughs> I haven't listened to him yet, but I'm. Still, I'm Scott Adams out. says that uh, it's his opinion that. We all live, uh, we all experience a base reality, but as humans, we're not able to access it because we're humans. So that is the same way I say we could feel that presence behind our thoughts. We could feel that peace and that calm, but you can't describe it. You can't touch it. You can't see it. You can't taste it. You can't hear it, but you know it's there. That's what it is. It's this feeling that you know it's there and just there's a calm peace there no matter what's happening on the outside. And it's, it's, it sounds exactly like what he's trying to say with the, with the, with the base reality. And so I, I'll, I'll add my two cents. Uh, you know, I could be wrong. You could put three cents if you like. <clears throat> I'll put three cents. Put, I, I think I got an extra penny today. <laughs> like, all right, so you have a, a base reality and you have your filter on reality. But it's your filter that basically alters the base reality. Yeah, the lens that you see through. We actually, yeah, we actually did episodes on this. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm wondering if, because the human, this human experience is very, very, uh, <laughs> how do I say, complex, right? Uh, the relationships between human beings. That's a, that's a good way to put it. You know. Um, you know, we were just talking about before where families have broken apart, you know, probably for political reasons or... Or whatever, yeah. Right, whatever it may yeah, be. It just their, 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 their mindset is, I'm right, you're wrong. I, I, My way, your way. Like, <clears throat> could it be that, that it's that, what you say, the watcher, or we're going to correlate it to a base reality? And when I use base, I mean base, like... The, the essence of existence. Yes, like plain. Yeah, you could, it's all language. It's words we make up to describe something we don't know what it is. Plain yes. yogurt that has not even been uh, <laughs> flavored with vanilla. No, plain Greek plain. yogurt. Yep. <laughs> like there's nothing going on. Like uh, I believe. But yet it's the most delicious thing in the world. I, I believe. That base reality is great. Uh, uh, like as humans. Having that base reality, but not being able to really harness it or or know or know how to engage is what makes us human. It's what makes us human, but also, okay, thank you, yeah. But it's what bonds us. Yes, it's what bonds us. Like because we're we're caught up in the superficial. We're we're caught up up here. You know, I'm Republican. You're Democrat. I like him. You're like I believe in this. I don't believe in that. So. But there's a there's a base reality to us all that bonds us all, and I think it's that base that we were just talking about before. Where once you've been through the the dumps, you know, once you've been through OCD episode after OCD episode and done, you know, you're you're just emotionally yeah. taxed. You know, anxieties to the roof. You know, anxiety to the point that it cripples you. You know, anxiety. I told you my story. I ended up in the hospital. Yeah, it was yeah. all mental. That is what makes us connected. That's the human experience that we want to help yes. the next person. It's the human experience. And when that and when that next person says, "Oh my God, wow, thank you," that that really helped. That next person knows what it feels like because I think we all deal with these filters, and we may not know it or we may not be conscious of it. It's just something that our minds do. I think as just well, that's how the mind. That's that's how the mind works. It's there to the mind is there to compare, analyze, you know, uh, problem solve. That's the point of it. It's a tool. It's we lose sight of that and we we make it 
we 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 believe it and make it our our identity yeah. completely. I, I, you know, uh, perhaps it's a little bit cynical what I'm going to say, but I think we've been preyed upon. There's a human condition, which is we have these minds, and all they want to do is analyze and compare, yeah, and the egoic mind, and, and make a story, correct, willingly or unwillingly, correct. And you know, you can have people that can prey upon that. You know, you can have situations that can prey upon that. And then before you know it, everybody's at odds with each other yeah. you know, to the point that yesterday you can go to a family function and wow, you felt nothing but warmth. Yeah. And today you can't even go to those family functions and where there was 20 people before, now there's four, five. You know, it's, 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 it's a sad reality. It's a sad reality, but that's just... That's just that's a collective unconsciousness. That's that's just a a like you said. That's just a human experience of, that that's happening nowadays, where people are just so. So maybe that I mean, there's a part of me that wants uh, you know we don't have to hold hands and sing you know, kumbaya. kumbaya. No, we don't have to do that. But there's a base reality within us all, or whatever. We all have the watcher. We, I think, right? We all, we're all capable, right? So everybody, yeah. So what, what, what I've experienced and what I've tapped into or what I've found, whatever word you want to use over the last X amount of years, everybody has it. But remember, I always say it's, I'm aware that I'm aware. You have people who, I'm aware of my thoughts, but are you aware that you're aware of your thoughts? Like there's a, a, this other layer comes out and that other layer is the, is for me, is what I call, when I call the watcher. Like when I told you before, think of something. When you think of something, yeah, you see it. So you're technically watching that thought, right? But you're still attached to that thought because you're labeling it, you're describing it in your head, you're looking at it, you're, oh wow, it's a pretty pink elephant and it's got this and it's got that. But when you become aware that you're watching yourself see that, that 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 ultimate awareness doesn't have a name, doesn't have a voice. It, so I've always used the example. I go to my house in the Poconos a lot, right? I, I love going up there. When I do, I like to sit by the lake. When I sit by the lake, I'll stare out. I have this. There's a boat launch where I go to by my house, right? Where you could like take little kayaks out. But it's a great spot where you see like most of the lake, looking across the other side, where they have like a little bit of a beach area. And the sun usually rises right in that area. So if I go in the morning, like the sun's cresting right over the trees, and I'll sit there and I'll watch it. That's a beautiful beautiful sight. But there's two ways to approach that. <clears throat> so the first person, let's just say the regular, regular Joe who loves looking at sunsets, a very nature guy, loves all that stuff. Okay, he's going to go there, he's going to look at it and go, wow, what a beautiful sunset. Look at that water. Look at that sun. He's watching all this, right? He's watching it. Like he's, he's looking at that sun and he's looking at it and he's seeing the beautiful colors of it. So he's experiencing it. He's looking at all this stuff and wow, look at this and look at that. And oh, wouldn't it be great to just be on the kayak in the middle of, so he's in his mind, his mind is experiencing this, but is he actually watching it? Is he actually noticing that he's watching it? So when I go there, I sit there, I stare at everything. I see it, Right. And I just notice it. So if the word sun comes to my head, great. Let it go. I just notice. It's a feeling behind it all where I just I kind of look at it and there's no words. Almost, I, I try to look at it as if a, a, an animal would look at it. If a duck sees a sunset, the duck's not sitting there going, wow, that's a beautiful sunset. The duck notices it for what it is and feels something behind it that did It'll feel a warmth or a presence or a calmness behind this beautiful scene, but it's not creating a story around it. We see the same thing, and instead of being able to tap into that serenity behind it, we create a story of how beautiful the serene scene is, which takes us away from actually being present in that actual moment and scene. We're now not, not we're not we're experiencing it through our mind. But we're not experiencing it the way it is. So, like, I'll sit there and it'll be just. And now it's hard to be there for a very long time without a thought popping in. Yeah. I'm not insinuating that. Like, don't get me wrong. It could be 10, 15 seconds and up, uh, bird flies by and my mind goes, oh, bird. Nice. Like, it'll say, oh, bird, bird on the water, see the ripple. Shiny object. Shiny object. Okay, that's great. And I literally, I, it's almost like you pull back and you, it's like a focus on a camera. It's what you do. And I take, I take the lens and I refocus it to wide angle view again. 
my mind's going to want to say, oh, look at that beautiful tree over there glistening with the sun coming through it. And it's going to want to take the focus and it's going to want to get that camera lens and focus close on it so it could notice, see it and experience it. And I just take that focus and I pull it back again and I just watch everything. And when you do that, you notice something in the background. There's a, like I've said before, there's this feeling. It really is hard to explain. And, I, and, and, and most spiritual teachers can't explain it. They just tell you, you know, it's there. This feeling of like a calm, a serenity where... Divine air. A divine air, yeah. That's, that's it. It's that's just it. like it's air. Just, it's just air. It's, and you're like, I'm here. But you're not saying I'm here. You know, you just realize you're there with it in that moment. And it might last for a handful of seconds because the human mind's going to come back in, right? And which is good because that's what the human mind's created to do, right? To compare a situation, analyze it, see where we are, what's going on, are we okay? And, you know, that's great. But then, again, pull back. And if it comes back in 10 seconds later, pull back again and just keep noticing. That's why I use the word notice a lot. When you notice something, you're not necessarily describing it. You just, it's there. Mm-hmm. I'm here. It's there. End the discussion. We're not going any further. That's, that's that piece that I talk about a lot. Now, you don't get that. Like, if you do, that's great. Wow, phenomenal. I mean, oh, I, I, best of luck. And if, if you do, kudos. I give, right. you, I give you a, you know, awesome golf clap. Something you have to work at. And the work, how you get there is through the portals that we speak about. And the portals we speak about are meditation, which, which teaches you to watch what's going on in your mind while you're sitting, directing your focus where you want it to be. Because that direction of focus is where the watcher comes in. It says, it just look there. It's what you did with the sunset. Look, yes, look there. That's it. I'm not telling you look there and describe it. Look there. Right? Look there. And, and w- the first time I learned that, I was like, wow. I've looked at so many gorgeous sunsets in my life. I said, but I've never experienced one until, until I started doing this. Like, I've never experienced one. I've always sat there going, wow, this is a beautiful beach. Oh, it's warm air. And it feels great. I'm not saying it doesn't. It feels phenomenal, right? You feel calm. Mm-hmm. You feel relaxed. It, it's great. But are you really experiencing it or are you just experiencing it through images in your mind about what you're seeing? So your mind's seeing it and you're creating these other images and situations and words to describe it. Or you you're just, busy with the story. You're busy with the story and you're not busy with what actually is there. Because people are like, well, if I don't have a thought, how do I experience it? Through presence. You experience it by just being there. Once you start describing it, the minds come back in, and it's not a bad thing, not at all. But it's that we, we try to access that that layer behind that, because that's where things just feel calm all the time. They so feel at peace. This all is the, time. the practice. This is the practice, and you get there through meditation, through daily mindfulness activities. Like no matter what you're doing, bringing your attention. It's all. It's all for me. I, I I look at it, it's all attentions on focus. All attentions on focus. Focus. Where am I focused to be? Did I ever tell you the Hershey Kiss story? I don't think so. So one of my first therapeutic sessions, uh, actually, yeah, maybe my second or my third one, my therapist I was, I was working with, uh, we were working on ACT. I didn't know at the time that we were working on ACT. They kind of start you on it without telling you. Wow, so they snuck it in. Well, because that's the point of it's it, fantastic. right? Yeah. There was a, a jar of Hershey Kisses next to, her, uh, next to the table I was sitting at, the, the chair I was sitting at. She looks at me, she goes, she goes, John, grab a, one of those candies. I'm like, well, I have candy? I'm like, what the hell? No problem. No problem. She's like, take it, put it in your hand. I'm like, okay. She's like, I want you to unwrap it. She goes, but just do me a favor. She goes, notice as you're unwrapping it. She goes, don't, 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 don't try to describe what you're feeling. I said, all right. She goes, great. She goes, I want you to pick up the chocolate, hold it in your hand. She goes, I just want you to notice it in your hand. That it's there. She goes, if your mind comes in and says it's soft and gooey, it's warm and mushy, she goes, let that go away. She goes, come back to just noticing it in your hand. She goes, I want you to take it, put it in your mouth. She goes, don't chew it. Don't try to swallow it. She goes, put it in your mouth. She goes, whatever flavors are there, whatever you feel, whatever sensations you taste, if it's, she goes, allow it to be there. She goes, I want you to just notice it in your mouth. On your t- Notice it. Bring your attention to it. Notice it. And we did this for like four or five minutes. Finally, the candidate, she goes, all right, now you can finish it. Because it was become like a big gooey ball in my mouth. Mm-hmm. She's like, you finish it. And I was kind of like, all right. She's like, that was an exercise 
in, in mindfulness. She goes, I wanted you to bring your attention to an object without having to describe it, without bringing your mind back into it, without trying to say, well, this is a sweet chocolate. This is a, this, this is that, that is the other thing. That's great. That, that, that's an initial way to do it, but she was trying to show me you could just notice it's there without having to describe it, like a, almost a no mind. You could experience this without engaging your mind in it. And it was like my first, one of my first uh, exercises in real mindfulness, like to notice something but not have the need or the urge to create the story around it to keep my mind busy around it. And, and she goes, if your mind does come in with something, she goes, that's fine. Let it come in. She goes, bring your attention back to this. She goes, and you might have to do it a thousand times. Mm. Like you might be, I notice the candy. Oh, it feels warm. Notice it. And those split seconds where you notice it, you just feel it, you notice it, but there's nothing else there with it. And that is like pure presence. And That's you, and you don't keep going. Because your mind's going to sneak in. Like oh, you said. a thousand times. And it still does to this day, to me, right. constantly. Because your mind's going to sneak in and go, it's getting, it's going to start melting it, it starts to create scenarios. Yeah. And now what? And now what? So, so that's going to happen. The point is not for not to not. That's not the, the point is for not to not allow that to happen because a functioning mind is going to do that. It's saying I've honed my focus enough that even though my mind wants to say this or do this, I could still. And as you can tell from my, my vocabulary with you, I'm constantly saying, okay, how do I get this out of my mind? And how do I win with another thought? No. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I hate. I, but I don't like being that like, like Ross Geller from Friends. He was always with the language correcting everybody. I don't want to be that. I'm not trying to be that guy. But but yeah. but like once you get that one, because you, you know we all start riding the bicycle with training wheels. Once you realize, all right, now you you get you get the hang of it, then it becomes second nature to you, and it be it just became that much easier and that much more. Let's say. You're really getting the hang of it now. Like for example, I, I you know, if this was a ten step process and I'm on step three or four, this is all part of the, the, the growth. Process. Yeah, it's part of the growth. So and, everybody's on different everybody's and, in different points of the path, you know. And and as you as you sense about me, I got the right idea. I'm just describing it wrong. Uh, I'm we just, said that before, yeah. Right. And 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 you'll hear me over and over again as when the mics are off, we have shows within shows. And it's a fantastic event. We really should not shut the mics. <laughs> <laughs> we should one thing. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, you'll you'll hear me uh, slip into these things where you know um, it's, uh, it's learned language. You know what I mean? Like I'm. Yeah. I'm w w you said it before when I was in my in, man. We we have these language uh, encoded in us. Oh, yeah, we have so, we have this behavior, this language we've learned, and it's. It frames us to just keep, and we've talked, we've had episodes on this, but it, it, it like, it'll keep you thinking a certain way. But I mean, because that's what the mind does. This is what I know. This is what I do. This is yeah. where I, you know. And you know, what's funny is I was the one who told you, I told you years ago when we first, when I first started telling her, well, I was like, John, I look at it as a helicopter. Well, no, that in my mind is like a room. And oh in yeah, that room, in that corner. In that there's corner. several different personalities and yep. different people telling you different things. I remember that. And you know what? We're all here together. I'm not. I can't kick any one of them out of the room. No. But we're all here together. All right. So over here, uh, we're gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna do what I say. <laughs> Who is I? I don't know. Well, you it's know. the focus. That's where the I is the one that is gonna say, okay, this feeling or emotion is very strong right now. It wants to be at the forefront. I can't stop it from being at the forefront. I can notice that it's here. But I can still direct my focus where I want it to be. Right. It's and like it a was... tapping child that goes, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Da or even better, a better example. You ever have a, you ever live by a subway or a church? Or over a flight? Or, or, or you, you have some over the flight pattern for an airport? I worked by... Or you have one of those old clocks in your house. I can give you a thousand examples. Mm -hmm. That you have those clocks every 15 minutes in your house, they go ding, 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 little wind up clocks, yeah, right? Yeah. So I lived, I lived, I had one of those clocks in my house, and I lived up the block from Regina Potch's church in Brooklyn. A, a five story clock, a, a, a bell tower they had. Every day on the hour, bang, bang, one o'clock once, two o'clock twice, three o'clock, three, up until six o'clock, it would ring. 
at a certain point, I stopped hearing those noises because yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I acclimated to them. Becomes white noise almost. Mm-hmm. Over here, where we live, in, where I live, in, we live in Monroe. I'm on the, on the direct path flight pattern. If they're if they are north, coming in from a northbound uh, for Newark, like literally, they split my roof. The planes sometimes, and sometimes on windy days they're low, and they'll be one after another, one after another, one after another. Maybe you hear the first or the second, then the rest disappear. The planes are still there, but I've tuned them out. That's called white noise. Actually, they do it in therapy. With actually, in therapy, they'll put a white noise machine on the floor during your session. All you hear is this. While you're trying to talk to the person, and you're like this in the beginning. You're like, what? Okay. This is I, I. fantastic. But halfway through the session, you stopped hearing that noise completely, and they do that to show you you can. Tune that out if you choose to yeah. and focus where you want to bring your focus. So while you could do it with an annoying noise machine or an naggy little child or a church bell tower or planes flying over your head or a subway station down the block because you want to focus on something else. Or Facebook. Or Facebook. Or the news. Well, then, no, then it becomes now I could choose to use this in situations I want to. Unwanted thoughts. Unwanted emotions. Media, social media, whatever you get to choose, and that's all. It all comes back to what I was saying before about learning to be that true watcher of your thoughts. So they, they, those are the portals that they, 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 you could. Those are the portals you could use to get in there. Whether it's meditation or mindfulness, or if you're doing acceptance commitment therapy, or if you use white noise machines, or you notice to stop tuning out those noises, you might have done it and not even realize you're doing it. Like if you could tune out a church bell tower ringing a block uh, 500 feet off from your house and you could tune that out for most of the day because that your mind doesn't perceive that as a threat. So, oh, that's not important. Yeah, it's in the But background. the crap in your head most of the times isn't a threat either. Your mind's just perceiving a thought as and you give it all this attention. So they're all exercises in focus. That's why, you know, when we say the, the watcher, I say there's many portals to get to that. But to describe it like we were trying to do before, it's hard to use the right words. It's more of a feeling. Like yeah. I, th- I think the example of sitting by the lake where you notice or whatever you in a park, it could be anything, anywhere. And you're not describing it, but you're just there with that object. And all of a sudden you feel something in the background. You sense, not a feeling of euphoria where you're like, oh, I feel happy because once that happens, that's the mind coming back in. But just a, a sense of there's just something there. And that something is just calm and peaceful. That's kind of the base, Scott Adams, the base reality, if you want to say. Like that essence, that pure essence, that universal intelligence that allows everything to kind of happen. You're kind of tapping into it right there. And you could go there whenever you want. Even around the most unconscious person. It could be hard. Of course, it's difficult at times, especially if the person you're with is like, you know, batch, batch it out of their minds, you know. That, so. that that could get difficult. You sure, know? absolutely. Get difficult because I, I would I I want to be like what you said. I want to be a reflector for anybody who's in front of me, and that is just not where I'm at. But I want them to get there at their pace. But I want them to experience what I'm experiencing, or let's say I want them to have the uh, the superpower that we have. You know what I mean? I I, I want that for that person. Sure. And, and and if I may ask you a question related, and I think I already know the answer. I think we've touched upon it. I just want to make sure. So, can I go like? Can I go back? Like, let's say I, I'm I'm at a point uh, at my day where, you know, I, I'm not exactly feeling any particular stress. I'm not particularly anxious about anything at the moment, but I want to tempt the devil. Okay. And I want to go pick a fight and let me see if if something comes up. Uh meaning you know, uh am I able to is my ego going to take me on a on on a on a story ride here or am I going to be able to control be able to focus out of a certain triggering event. For example, if a certain thought triggers me Right, like we said, like I told you in a few episodes ago, where the 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 Chinese spy balloon started yes, to trigger trigger you anxiety, and then I quickly, you know, I was like, okay, I assessed and I said, okay, you know, realize this is my mind running away with the story. Yes, that's perfect. Yes, Can I, yes. at at a moment of peace, 
go and try to tempt that story. Why would you? So, so that I reaffirm. Yes. Or let's just say I, 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 I'm exercising my... So I, I would say, yes, you can. It's actually a form of almost an exposure. Like you want to do an exposure where like in anxiety and OCD with therapy, they'll use hierarchies of exposures where you expose yourself to a perceived mental threat that you might have. Some or sort of trigger. So it's going to trigger to prov- not to poke the bear, but to provoke it to see, hey, I'm okay if you do come up or if you don't. It's a scrimmage. It's a scr- Yeah, it's a scrimmage. <laughs> it's a scrimmage. So, yeah, yeah, you can do that. But w- what I would say, instead of trying to, unless you're dealing with a specific item, and if you are, like with OCD, I'm obviously, you know, seeking therapy is the best way to always do that because they're trained professionals. They're going to help you through that, especially with OCD or if you have severe anxiety. But in life in general, if, you're tr- if you just want to... Um, like you, you're like I feel fine. I'm very calm right now, but you want to practice mindfulness anyway. Become aware of how calm and happy you actually feel. So bring the attention to how calm you feel or how happy you feel. And am I attached to this feeling right now? You know, am I attached to this? Feeling? And you will know because there's something that'll be pulling you towards. I want more of this feeling. I want more of this feeling. And that's kind of the mind going. I want more of this feeling. And you could you could just focus your attention on becoming aware that you feel like this. I I told you, even when I was, you know, when my journey with OCD and I was doing much better and, you know, I had all my tools and I was, I did all the work with my, with the therapist and everything was, you know, I had all these great shiny tools to work on and I was able to navigate everything, you know, much better. And there was times where everything was quiet and I was kind of calm and happy. I would say I'm calm and happy right now. And I would focus on that and watch myself. I would be mindful that I'm actually calm and happy right now to kind of say, I'm noticing that this is happening. And at any moment, this could change. A thought might come up that might provoke me. Something might come up that's going to trigger something. So it's kind of like, well, I'm going to practice awareness even now. when Because when we're happy, it's easy to be like, oh, follow the happy mind. Right. Follow the happy mind. Everything's great. Yay. It's- yeah, right, it could be false. It could be false. Well, Not false, but it's uh, everything's short lived. Everything, what, 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 the happiness uh, trap. The, yes, yeah. that's, a, that's the name right. of the book. Right, this too shall pass. It goes for everything. Right, what ebbs and flows. Right, the ebb and flows of life. So when I'm, when I would be in a good mood or things would be very calm or quiet, I felt like 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 my mind was just calm and peaceful. I'd bring my attention to actually focusing on and be like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna see myself that I'm, I feel calm and that I feel present or that I feel happy. I'm noticing myself in this. I'm, I'm at a party having a good time. I notice myself having a good time here almost as kind of a check to say, am I attached to this mm. or am I still experiencing it through a little bit of presence? You know, I, I, man, I go, I, that happens to me. But just instinctually. Yes. but the, the, without Without purposely yes. doing it yeah now I'll, now it'll just happen it's like it'll happen automatically like i'll catch my like you were just saying I'll, I'll be like wow this is a great party we're having such a great time and all of a sudden something comes in above it and goes let's watch ourselves doing this right now and also i kind of pull back for a second and everything slows down and i just kind of see it happening and i notice i'm not attached to this so if this party was to end right now i would be like oh this sucks like you lose that and you're like okay we move on like and life continues yeah. so yeah that's, no. that's pretty cool so that's so that's like what you were just saying i would yes you can you could either provoke it depending on what it is yeah. always and I, I know we don't say this maybe we should put a disclaimer on all our shows like you know yeah i just yeah, yeah, yeah. i go back and i and i jog and i say hey do i still feel anxious here no yeah and, and by the way that could be a false the whole thing could be false no, but but by doing it, you're willing. So it shows a willingness to go back in there. And when you're opening the door and you go, "Hey, anxiety, you still here?" Right. It's not here, but you showed a willingness to go back in and peek. You weren't like this. Anxiety's not here. Let's leave that doorknob <laughs> yeah. alone. Yeah. Nobody touch it. Da, da, get away. Get away. Get away. Yeah, get, yeah. No, no, no. If you're doing that, now you're you're waiting for the shoe to drop. Right. Right. right? So, so the way you're approaching it is great. No, that's 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 a very healthy way to go about it. It's yeah, it's being wish, open with like, it, you know, so. like I like I said 
I wish I had this. I wish I had this knowledge growing up. Uh, I'm I'm so uh, let's say appreciative of finding it late in life. But oh, uh, I'm appreciative of finding it because, so like hard. you said, you know when you find it, last five minutes before you die. A lot. Of, then you find it, and that's yeah. A lot of people on their deathbeds have these moments. What they say, uh, moments of clarity or these moments of presence. Like all of a sudden, people say like they, they, they'll look at somebody on their on their deathbed and they, and they feel like like something's been released. Like their 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 identity's gone, everything's gone. But now they're just pure consciousness, and that's when that person maybe feels for the first time in their lives this as they're taking whether they're taking the last breath whatever it might be like wow like they feel what was behind life the whole time with this this calmness and this peace and they might feel it a hundred times more powerful than I think I could feel it now yeah. I, I, I don't know obviously but I I, I kind of do know that I tapped into that like yes you could I, so I might not be fully engrossed in it right I don't know if I ever if you can become or if you do become but I'm not I'm not concerned with that nor am I trying to figure that out I just like being, I just enjoy that I tap into it and I could feel it. Mm. I could just feel it vibrating around me and by me and behind me and near me. I don't need to know where it is, where it goes. And, and maybe while we're alive, we're not meant to know where it comes from, right? Because something prohibits us from realizing what it is. But to have the ability to know that it's there is a connectedness to like kind of what makes this all well, what makes the world go round and round and round? Yeah. <laughs> I know gravity and uh, rotational pull, and I understand all that. What we're all living through, you know, what we're all simultaneously, through. simultaneously yeah, at different yeah. parts of the globe, but we're all living it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I know this is a little, a little bit deeper of an yeah. episode, but I, sometimes I think you need to have it to give people a little, you know, whoever for the people that are listening. Uh, a little bit more of a of a basis of of what actually when, when we say those words mindfulness and presence what we really mean behind it. Um, so very good. But yeah, uh, I don't know. You have anything else or uh, I'm being uh, present and I'm telling you that no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I got uh, nothing else. Nothing else here, man. I'm I'm just very appreciative to have stumbled upon this uh, at at 43. Yeah, listen, I was I'm 48 now, so I was probably 40. Uh, what was 2015? That was seven years ago, eight years ago. I was 40. 40. When I started when I started. I was 40 years old. That was your surprise 40th birthday party. Yeah, right after. I remember in October, was that 2014 or 15? I forgot. I don't know, but uh, I don't. You, you talk about years. I don't know. I, don't I, don't know. Know. I remember. I remember that party. <laughs> I barely remember what it. I remember that party. Yeah. yeah. So it was. It was right. It was right after my 40th birthday. At some point when it was 2000. I know it was 2015. So I don't know if I was 40. I was 41 or 40 at that point. That's when it started. That's when this all started for me. But for a couple of years, it was shit. You know. So I'd say the last five years was maybe where I've been doing all the work and really like. Yeah. Seriously progressing, but the first couple of years was just like, yeah, it was crapola. Tor- <laughs> it was torture. Crapola, yeah. pure crapola. So, um, all right. But look at you now. Uh, yeah, I'm a little. I put on a couple of po- couple of pounds, but that's about it. <laughs> uh, for the, everybody who hasn't seen him, it's all muscle. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's right. chicken muscle, beef muscle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's muscle. All right. Um, okay, so look, we're gonna get you guys out of here maybe like six minutes earlier on this episode. It's like class dismissed early today, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Oh, I can I, I, I They're all screaming. Ah! <laughs> early, early dismissal. We're only at forty-eight minutes today. So um, okay, so let's do what we always do. I hope everybody enjoyed the show and have a a great week. And um, let's take the next minute uh, to just practice that mindfulness we were just speaking about and see if you could feel that while you're doing it on your own right see so if, if so, you could feel that so right here in the back what we're trying to feel is thoughts that are going to want to come in allow them fine yes and as you say i i, I tell my kids that you, i got it from you they're clouds that are just passing watch them pass by they're clouds that are just like the sky keeps moving yeah keeps moving it's a yeah. it's another cloud that just keeps yeah. moving Anyway. Just watch, watch, watch each if cloud pass by. Watch each, watch each wave roll through the ocean, and don't attach to any of them. So as you're as you're going through this next minute, 
do that and see if you notice something in the background. If you do, that's great. If you don't, that's great also. You're still practicing mindfulness. And eventually, you'll start to feel that presence that, that, that I'm speaking about. So let's uh, start with a couple of breaths and, and, and go from there on your own. I'll come back in at the end. Take a couple of more. Hold it and release. One more. And we're back. All right, everybody. Thanks again for uh, tuning in. All six of you, seven of you, eight of you. 800 of you, I mean. It's been real. Well, now that we're YouTube gangsters. <laughs> we we might get some notoriety, <laughs> yo. We have millions searching us out. Yeah, man. All you have to do is, get, all you have to do is have one episode canceled and you become popular. Jeez. Oh, no. That's all we need. Uh, all right, everybody. All right. Take care. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.